Welcome to the Bet with Ted podcast. I'm Kyle Verchetti alongside the normal crew, Brian Campbell, Alex Delvecchio. Week 15 in the books, on to week 16. Uh, guys, we had a combined uh, four correct plays <laughs> combined with three of us. Not our best week, uh, but you know these, these happen. It was, it was a tough week for sure, tough lines. Uh, so sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way, but we could briefly go over week 15. Just kind of give me some general thoughts on, you know, some of your plays and and how you think, uh, you know, the week didn't pan out in your favor. We can start with you, Alex. Uh, well, uh, you know, just one of those Sundays where it's uh, – where really Saturdays for me because it was kind of all throughout the weekend where sort of 20 minutes into every game you're just kind of like, well, got that game on. So, been on the right side of a lot of games. This week was not one of them. Um Deserve to lose, uh, but I was completely on the right side of the Giants game twice this year because I nailed it three weeks in a row now. I've nailed the Giant game. I knew the Giants were better than Washington. They played like it again, so I'm just going to focus on the one and not focus on the four I got wrong. This is the Glass Half Full podcast as we take it into this weekend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You you definitely know the, your team and the Giants, uh, so you definitely have the right read on them. That was a <laughs> nice win for them, and now they have over a 90% chance to make the playoffs as a wild card team, so uh, that was a big, big win for them. And Washington Watt drops to I think about it's like a forty percent chance, maybe a little bit lower yeah, than I that. Don't, I don't, I don't like the percentage crap because you know, I mean, that's such a dorky thing. You know, you know that I saw NBC pumping that up, but it's like okay, but then one upset next weekend and everything flips to sixty for different teams. The you know, there's too many dor- too many nerds are getting into football. True. They probably base it on strength of schedule. So um, yeah, I mean, we both had we, we both had Seattle. Uh, you know, we didn't uh, read that correctly. I mean, they had the opportunity there to maybe backdoor it if they didn't, you know, turn the ball over right before halftime, and the Niners took advantage of it, like the good team they are, and scored a touchdown. So uh, just yeah. really disappointing Seattle off a loss in a short week. But the Niners, I mean, they they beat them up in the trenches, and you know, yeah, Campbell predicted uh, that. The Niners are starting to look like a team where, uh, you know, you may want to start betting some Super Bowl futures on them because they are looking legit. Yeah, and I'll be honest. Between the three of us and Campbell, we can get your thoughts on this because you're the, you're the Jets fan. But, uh, you know, no, not knowing the Zach Wilson news, you know, beforehand when we did the pod last week, I don't know how many of us would have bet on the Jets. I'm, I'm assuming maybe you still would have, Campbell. Oh. I, I texted you I texted you as soon as it happened. I was like I was like, Can we change our best bet <laughs> Like as soon as Zach that news broke, I was like, All right, I'm on the wrong side of this bet already. And best bet too. So that, that was And the best bet, yeah. Yeah. I mean not knowing the quarterback situation, but all signs were pointing which, at that point to Mike White starting and getting cleared. Yeah, which was a killer. Like you have Mike White practicing all week and then you come out and say he's not cleared for contact? Like, why is he even practicing? Why is Zach Wilson not getting the reps? Right, right. And it, it did cost him. I mean, he looked rusty for sure. He was typical, you know, Zach Wilson performance. Uh, so this is another uh, big spot for him in a short week against a hot team in Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, not that Jacksonville has a great defense, as we saw last week, but another opportunity for him while Mike White sits, sits on the sidelines. It's It's unlikely – uh, we can get your opinion on this, Campbell, if uh, Mike White's going to suit up this week. Uh, no, he's already been ruled out. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. 
he's he's still not cleared for contact. Yeah. So so he must have either badly bruised ribs or I don't know if there are a couple fractures in there. It's hard to say. But um, if the Jets get this game, I mean, they're obviously still on the hunt here. Uh, you got to think Mike White's going to be the guy if they get into the playoffs as a wild card team. And they, they could be dangerous then because, you know, the defense played well, well enough last week to beat Detroit. It was just, uh, you know, the, the punt return for the touchdown was a killer. The big fourth down conversion. A lot of things had to go Detroit's way in that game, and all of them seemed to, to go in their favor. So uh, Jets, I think, are still sneaky good, and they just got to win these next, uh, you know, two, three games to have a shot. Can I, can I ask a neutral question of a Jets fan, Camby? Sure. So I asked people, why isn't Joe Flacco starting? Because, you know, Salas said about Zach Wilson, he makes easy things look hard. Your head coach said that about your quarterback post game on Sunday. Why wouldn't Joe Flacco go in and just be the guy to manage the game and let the defense win it for you? Isn't that like, what, what are you asking Zach Wilson to do? I mean, a couple of weeks ago, when Mike White went down and Zach Wilson was still inactive, Joe Flacco came in the game. You kind of saw what you were getting as uh, Flacco at that time, and he couldn't hit a guy within 10 yards. Yeah. Uh, he was just overthrowing everything. I mean, possibly getting a week of practice under him could help, but uh, he's not the answer either. I mean, I think at this point, you're kind of invested in Zach Wilson, so it's either you're going with Mike White, who you trust, or just riding it out with Zach Wilson, trying to see what you can get out of him. Don't renew his uh, contract in two years. Makes sense. Uh, just uh, kind of briefly going over a few other one of my picks, like Tampa. I mean, geez, they're up 17 nothing at one point. And they turn the ball over five straight possessions. I mean, oh, I mean, that got ugly quick. Yeah, I mean, this was the spot where I thought Cincinnati was going to come out flat, and they did. I mean, you know, they did not look good in the beginning of that game. But you give uh, Joe Burrow and, and a good team like the Bengals short fields like that, and turn the ball over. I don't care who you are, especially five turnovers, and they still only lost by eleven. I still think Tampa was the right side in that game, but just turnovers are so random. Especially, how often does a team turn the ball over five straight times on five straight possessions? So. Uh, and then the Raiders, obviously, I got lucky on the other on the other side of that. So, and then uh, Jacksonville, there you go. I mean, uh, again, a, a lot of comebacks this week. You know, Jacksonville was down seventeen points, twenty seven ten. They obviously come back on the Cowboys, and uh, Dak Dak did a few Dak things. Um, and you know, Trevor Lawrence is playing really hot right now. So, uh, just really impressed with how Jacksonville is playing. So we'll see how they perform in a short week and then um that was pretty much it the teaser hit too with green bay and las vegas so uh any other thoughts on your specific plays from last week before we move on uh well i'd like to talk about my plays that we haven't gotten to before we move on um i mean you kind of said everything cowboys blew a big lead i felt like i was on the right side of that game for most of the game um eagles also had a double digit lead that ended up uh, falling down to five that they didn't cover. And then the Raiders-Patriots game, a little more scoring in that game than I thought. And then the Jets game was just a kind of a fact that we did this podcast on Wednesday before the quarterback news came out. Um, but even, like, with Zach Wilson, like, 
it's just a completely different team. You could tell like the morale of the team when he's in the game compared to Mike White's in the game. Like it's nothing but shrugged shoulders and pointing fingers and yelling at each other when Zach Wilson's on the field. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a long week again this week for the Jets, in my opinion. Uh, I did hit my teaser, though, with the Dolphins covering 14 and the Eagles minus two. So that was about the lone bright spot of my week. Yeah, you and I hit our teaser uh, in, in the surprising uh, situation. Kansas City did not cover uh, – as double-digit favorites against the the lowly Houston Texans. So uh, that that was kind of surprising to see with how well Houston played the week before. You would think they would have a little bit of a letdown spot like you kind of predicted last week, Alex. Uh, Any thoughts on on the Chiefs and, you know, them laying double digits? I know they're another, uh, you know, they're a 10-point favorite this this week against uh, Seattle. You know, I just think, you know, they – they're not a team that's shown they can go into cruise control like old Chiefs teams could. Um, they don't really have the best running game that they used to have. Um, and really, their defense just, you know, I mean, I, I'm familiar with the Spags defense. You know, sometimes if you get caught in those blitzes, you know, it could, for a half, you could look pretty bad. I mean, the Texans moved the ball pretty well on them. Chiefs struggled enough. You know, the Texans just played a really soft shell, kept everything in front of them. Um so, yeah, the Chiefs are, uh, you know, I still like them, you know, still like them to, you know, be one of the final two teams in the AFC. But certainly the last two weeks, they're starting to show that they're not playing their best football right now. But will they be playing their best football in a month when it matters? Maybe. Find out. I mean, uh, if you guys don't have any other thoughts from week 15, we can move on to week 16, starting with the Thursday night game. Is that all right with you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, perfectly fine. Alex, you got anything to, to add? About Thursday's game? Uh, just in general. I thought you said you wanted to mention something. Are you good? Oh, no, I'm good. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we got uh, Jacksonville at the New York Jets. Uh, we talked about both teams, uh, you know, coming off, you know, I guess, you know, obviously the Jaguars winning a game that, you know, a lot of casual betters were on Dallas. I know there was some sharp money that come in on Jacksonville. Then the Jets are in a must-win spot here. Both, you know, both teams are playing for something here. The Jets have to, uh, you know, win this to stay in the wild card hunt. And then Jacksonville is only one game back of Tennessee, you know, in their division. So, <laughs> I mean, we could definitely talk about that Houston-Tennessee game later where Ryan Tannehill looks pretty doubtful in that game. So both teams have a lot to play for here. Uh, looks like the Jets' consensus are like a two-point favorite, which is kind of surprising with how, how much of a uh, – I guess, sharp favorite Jacksonville is right now. I think it's kind of telling that the Jets are still laying a point and a half, two points. There's even a two and a half out there. So I, I don't have a play in this game, but I lean to the Jets. I think, um, you know, I know the short week usually favors the home team, but it also favors the veteran coaching um, and the more experienced quarterback. And you could argue that Lawrence is more experienced than uh, Zach Wilson at this point in their career. So, that's what makes it a pass for me, but I, I do lean the Jets. I think it's going to be a really close game. Anybody have a play in this game? I do have I do a not. play in this game. I Damn knew it. it. What you got? I am fading Zach Wilson, and oh, I am boy. taking the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus two. Zach Wilson should not be favored over anybody in this league right now. Over oh, anybody. Um, He's the new Justin Fields. <laughs> He's the worst quarterback in football. Wow, um, I would agree with that. 
Jacksonville, Jacksonville is in prime position to take that division. Uh, Tennessee's in a slump and kind of just getting worse by the day. Um, I just see Jacksonville kind of sneaking up and backdooring their way into that into the playoffs, winning the AFC South right now. And they need this game to be able to do that. Um, I think the Jets' season was lost the minute Mike White got hurt. And I just think that Jacksonville – I think Jacksonville's got too much for the Jets to be able to overcome because uh, Zach Wilson's not going to be able to put the points on the board. And you're just going to see the frustrations come out with the Jets' defense at how poorly their offense is playing. It's going to result in some mistakes, and Trevor Lawrence is going to take advantage of that. I mean, I'll tell you what. How does Sayla – and I watch it. I, I try to watch as many post-game coach pressures as I can because I speak fluent coach in those – I know what they're saying. How does he say that Zach Wilson makes the easy things look hard? I mean, that's just – when he said that, like, my shoulders dropped. I was like, oh, you know, Zach's going to hear that. The team's going to hear that. That means the team feels that. So, you know, Camby, I agree with you completely. I mean, if it here's the thing. If it's a bootleg, if it's get out on the run, he can do some stuff. Like, he's a little dangerous with stuff like that. If it's, like, three-step drop, get it out quick on a quick slant, he has no clue. He doesn't know where his eyes should be, where his feet should be, any of it. Like, he looks like just an untrained professional player like he's, it's really bad uh and you know I really wanted to take Jacksonville it was just the road game that did it but man I'll tell you what Jacksonville lost to the Giants because they got tackled at the one yard line remember that finish Chet they do yeah they, they, they yeah got tackled at the one and like imagine if and they were up by 11 with eight minutes left in that game and wound up losing if they lose the the playoffs by a game whoo they're gonna look back at that but uh, Trevor Lawrence is really starting to play well. Like, he really is. Like, he, he is a little streaky right now. But, you know, if Etienne could ever learn how to just hold on to the ball and stop fumbling it in big spots, I mean, that offense could really move. Um, but I still love the Jet defense. I, they totally gagged that game away last Sunday. I think the reason Jets are favored is because – personnel-wise, of the four units on the field, the Jets' defense is probably the best one. I mean, they're still a great defense. So they figure they'll slow Jacksonville down enough, and Jacksonville's these, you know, pretty notoriously bad. So they figure maybe the Jets can upscale a little bit when the game. Uh, we'll see. Interesting game. Good game for Thursday this late. Like, when you see Jets-Jags in Week 16, you think, oh, that's going to be terrible. It's really not. It's a really good Thursday game, so that's nice. But, um... Yeah, I, I think I lean. I think I lean Camby's way, but not enough to play it. But I do kind of favor the Jags here because I think they're just on the come up. And next year, I'm going to like them in a lot of future bets. How does it make you feel to know that Trevor Lawrence was born in 1999? Well, horrible. How's it, how's it going to make you feel when D'Amico Ryan's is the head coach of the Texans <laughs> next year? Oh man, were bad. we at his draft, Camby? I think so. I think wow. we were at D'Amico Ryan's draft. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not good. Like, a lot of things are happening that don't well, make he's, me feel great. Going back to Trevor Lawrence, he's been playing really hot. I mean, up until last week, he threw a pick against uh, Dallas. But before that, he didn't throw a single interception. Uh, the last time he threw one was October 30th. So he, he went a solid, you know, five-game stretch without throwing a pick. 
He had 10 touchdowns, zero picks. Um, and a lot of this an aggressive was... system an aggressive, you know, that's not, they don't play keep away on the Jags. No, you know, like sure. they're, they're, he's attacking downfield all the time. So now he's going to be really good. I think, I think, I mean, he's making Evan Ingram look good. Yeah. You know, so. The thing is uh, Jacksonville, the, the offense has not played a defense like the jets. I mean, if you look no. at some of, yeah, some that, of the yeah. defenses that, the Jaguars have played over the past two months. I mean, Dallas's defense is not what they were at the beginning of the season. They're riddled with injuries. You saw that last week. But before that, they played Tennessee, who's riddled with injuries too. Then they played Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City, Las Vegas. And then the actual decent defense they went up against was Denver, and that's the game where he had uh, 50, he had a 52 uh, quarterback rating, and he threw two picks, and he only had um, a completion percentage of 58. So – you know, I kind of compare the Broncos and the Jets defense are pretty close, comparable in talent and uh, just how you rank them in the league. So this is going to be a step up in class for the Jaguars, you know, going up against that Jets defense. So that's what makes me lean to the Jets because the Jaguars defense could be had, especially in the secondary. So there are going to be opportunities there in the passing game if, if they need to, because they're pretty solid against the run. So Zach Wilson's going to have to make some plays in the passing game to win this game. But we shall see. All right. So, good, Campbell's, good Thursday game. Yeah, good Thursday game. A lot on the line for playoff positioning, division uh, seedings as well. Uh, so, Campbell has uh, Jacksonville plus two. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Alex's New York Giants and Minnesota Vikings, the Saturday slate. Uh, hey. Yeah. The Vikings are consensus, consensus four and a half point home favorite. They've extended rest uh, from playing on. Uh, Saturday, right? They played on Saturday? Yeah. So just a, an extra day of preparation. N- nothing crazy. Uh, but then the Giants obviously coming off of, uh, you know, a really big divisional uh, win. And then Minnesota coming off of the uh, biggest comeback in NFL history uh, that caused the Colts to go with the third starting quarterback of the season and uh, Nick Foles. I mean, that, that organization just a cluster. Uh, yeah. But uh, no real opinion on this game. I-, I lean Minnesota a little bit just because the Giants, stat-wise, last week were outgained by uh, Washington, and uh, metric-wise, they were outplayed by Washington last week. I think it was just the, you know, the turnovers and some of the uh, officiating that went against them. So I lean Minnesota, but I can't depend on Minnesota to to cover this number with their defense and how how many close games they play. You know, so uh, I don't I don't have a, an opinion on this game, but I just lean Minnesota. Uh, what do you guys got? I've got a strong opinion on this game, uh, and it's not going the way you think. I have a bet on it. This is the first time all year I'm going with a side where I am going on the under. You mean a total? Because, yeah, the total. I'm going with the under because the Giants should never be involved in a game where the over-under is almost 50. This one was 48, I think, 48 and a half in some spots. Um, the, I don't know if people are watching. The Giants can't score it. They don't score on anybody. They play keep away. They try to run the clock down, keep the score to a minimum. Um, this is just way too high. I question – you couldn't – to me, gun to my head, I couldn't pick a side in the game because neither teams are motivated. You know, the Giants have it very circled. They beat the Colts they're in next week. I think that's the way they're going. I think this game is one – you know, you might see Saquon on a pitch count again because maybe they don't think they can win. I know it sounds weird. But you saw it against the Eagles. Like, if Dable doesn't think the Giants can win a game, he'll pitch count it a little bit with his important guys and push it to the next week. The Giants are going to be all in to beat the Colts next week because that's all they got to do to make the playoffs. 
Minnesota's not playing for nothing. I mean, less than nothing. So neither team's really playing for a lot. I don't, I don't see how a total of 49 gets there. You know, like, I don't see how the Giants contribute more than 24. They never do. And then I certainly, you know, the Giant defense hopefully could get to Cousins, who doesn't, isn't that mobile, and the Giant pass rush has been pretty good. So, you know, a 50 total on a Giant game seems crazy to me. What do you yeah. think about that, Chet? We'll give you a, we'll give you forty eight and a half. That's the that's the highest number yeah. I see out there. Does it there. seem high to you, or am I crazy? That seems high to me. It, it's high for the Giants, but yeah. then I look at that Vikings defense, man, and they are porous. You know, so it's ooh porous, porous. So it's <laughs> it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, no real opinion, but I definitely see where you're coming from. Uh, can be any uh, opinion or uh, bet on this game? No, uh, I. Lean the Vikings in this one. Um, at the same time, you know the Vikings had to blow their load just to make that comeback last week against the Colts. You wonder how much is left in that tank, True. and how how many more times they can get lucky and find themselves on the right side of these one score games. So it's, it's a game yeah. that I'm I'm gonna kind of stay away from. I mean, you're both saying that actually has me thinking the Giants are very good in one-score games. It's games they get blown out in. So now I'm starting to think, well, maybe the Giants have a shot Sunday or Saturday. But, uh, you know, I think in the end, uh, you know, Vikings are just better overall. And, uh, again, I just think the Giants might have Saquon on a pitch count. Like, they haven't said that. But I could really see that happening. I think the Giants are looking ahead to next week to sort of cement their playoff berth and – have a celebration at home. You talk about motivation. I mean, right now the Vikings are kind of locked into that that two. Yeah, state, they're not playing you know. for nothing either. Yeah, so it's, it's if, weird. Yeah. If you think about if you think about it this way, though, I mean, the, obviously the injury news of Jalen Hurts uh, came out earlier this week, and we don't know, you know, if he's going to miss a game, how many games he's going to miss. But if there was a shred of motivation for Minnesota, you know, maybe they try to still lock up that number one seed. But then again, the Eagles had the tiebreaker over them head to head because they played. So. Yeah. Is it realistic for them to get the one seed? Probably not. But if you look at the Giants' motivation, right now they're locked in as the sixth seed, right? So yeah. would you rather be the sixth seed and go to the Niners, or would you rather be the seventh seed and go to Minnesota again? I would say Minnesota. Oh, I don't, the Giants aren't thinking that way. I don't, I don't think the Giants even are assuming they're going to make the playoffs yet. Because, uh, you, you know, it's, I mean? the, it's the Minnesota. Pretty, yeah. The Giants I don't think the Giants would out. tank it. For, yeah. Right, so the Giants are pretty much have to lose out, and who do the Giants play after? Uh, after they this got week? Min- Minnesota, Indy, and the Eagles. Okay, so it's so all on it, next week. That's why, like, that's why, like, the Indy game. It's all circles Indy. by everybody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, motiv- So motivation wise, it's pretty much a wash with these two teams. So yeah, hard game to hand- <laughs> hard game to handicap. So I see why you're kind of going to the total there, but um. Yeah. We'll go to this game. Interesting game here uh, with the lowest total that I've seen in, in some time. Uh, New Orleans Saints at Cleveland Browns. Uh, Saints coming off of a, a close divisional win uh, against the Atlanta Falcons at home. And then the Browns are coming off of uh, extended rest by a day as well. They played on Saturday, right? They played uh, Baltimore last week uh, and got a nice win with um, Deshaun Watson's home opener. Uh, Low-scoring game, but they, they were – convincing the right side and now the browns are consensus three-point favorite with a total of 32 32 and a half and i think the reason for that is uh their prediction of high wins uh for this game so that's definitely going to affect the total and the ability to pass the ball um 
I could I could try to look up to see what the actual wind gusts are, but typically when they're when they're over a certain uh, gust, usually it's 15 miles an hour. Uh, that's when it starts to offend the pa- affect the passing. So I'm seeing that it's going to be 26 miles an hour in wind. So this is going to be a really one of those crazy games where you're just going to be running the football every every play, kind of like that that New England uh, Buffalo game last week uh, f- from last year. Uh, in the regular season. So that's why I'm going to take the Saints here. I'm going to take three points with the Saints. I think it's a pretty good spot for them, uh, especially when you're seeing a total this low. Uh, I'm going to take the points every time. Uh, The Saints have the advantage in yards per play on the road versus Cleveland at home. I think that the Browns come out a little bit flat in this. Nick uh, Nick Chubb's a little bit banged up as well. I don't think he practiced today. So, uh, you know, I know Kamara hasn't had a great year, and I know it's Andy Dalton, but the Cleveland defense is not very good. I mean, they could be had in the running game and through the passing game. So uh, I think that was a little bit uh, you know, hidden last week against Baltimore because of Huntley's ability to pass the ball. And I, Baltimore just doesn't have anybody in the passing game right now. They don't have any receivers. So now you have the Saints, you have Alave, you have Jarvis Landry, uh, you have uh, you know Kamara in the passing game. So I think it's going to be a different story this week. I think the Saints are going to win this game outright. But you're giving me three points, so I'll take the Saints plus three. Well, I got a head-to-head here because I have the Cleveland Browns at minus three as my best bet this week. Whoa! Best bet. Uh, the Clevelanders got blizzard-like conditions. I, I I thought I saw blizzard-like conditions that they're possibly playing in. Whose defense do I trust more in the spot? I trust Cleveland's defense more in the spot. Whose running game do I trust more in the spot? I trust Cleveland's running game more in the spot. Even without Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt will still get the job done. Uh, I think this is good. I mean, we know that uh, Deshaun Watson kind of looked rusty, but this is a game where they're not going to have to rely on him at all. Uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think that Cleveland's run game is just going to kind of pave the way. They're going to play some bully ball on the Saints, and Cleveland's going to get the job done. Okay, um, so we have a head-to-head uh, for the second straight week, I believe. Oh, Alex, yeah. any opinion on this game? I would lean Cleveland a little bit just because I um watching New Orleans. Um, yeah, if it's a windy game and Nick Chubb can't play, I mean Dalton's not going to do nothing through the air. Um, so I would like Cleveland a little bit. Watson's been playing pretty bad, but. I don't have any opinion. I'm surprised you both have opinions on this game. It seems like such a nothing burger of the game on the board. I didn't. I kind of just skipped right over it. I was like, "Oh, who's going to watch that?" So, kudos to you two for finding value. Okay. Uh, with that being said, let's go on to Detroit Lions and Carolina Panthers. Interesting game here as well, with uh, a lot on the line. And who would have thought that uh, going into Week 16? Yeah. Very interesting. I have a bet in this game to show you. Okay, well, go ahead. Um, you know, Detroit coming off that big win, and Carolina coming off <clears> of uh, laying that big egg against uh, Pittsburgh. I definitely, definitely like Detroit here. I fall for these rat traps all the time, as you're all aware. But laying a field goal or less, I think they're definitely the better roster, the better team, um, better quarterback. The only thing they don't have in this game is home field. Um, look, Detroit, I think they saw their death last week of a season and they survived it. Like, I thought the Jets were going to beat them in that game. They should have. But sometimes when teams 
you know, survive that moment. Then they're facing a weaker team this week. They have a lot of wind at their sails right now. Um, they're motivated as all hell. You know, the city's starting to get behind it. I just feel like, like they're not going to be derailed here by Carolina. So I feel like it's weird. I thought this line line was going to be like Detroit laying six. So to get them under a field goal, depending on what you want to give me, because I'll take minus three two, whatever you guys want. But I, I would definitely like Detroit in this game for a bet. Campbell, what do you got? I also have a bet on Detroit in this game. I am on hey. the Dan, I am on the Dan Campbell train. Hey. These lines are playing really good lately. Um, I mean, Jared Goff plays efficiently, and I just think that the Lions can see a playoff future, and they know they have to come out. They know that this is kind of a must-win game. Uh, going into a possible showdown with the Packers later this uh, in a couple weeks. So they know that this is one of those games that they cannot take lightly. They have, they have to put it all out there. And like you said, Lions are the better roster. They have a better team, better quarterback, uh, better, in my opinion, better coach. Uh, this is one that they should have pretty easily, in my opinion. Well, we're all going to have action on this game, and I consider making this my best bet. I know so, where you're going. Uh, I know you're going the other way. I know you're going the other way. I know, so Jetty, like I know the back of my hand. There's not a doubt. I, I there's Without a doubt, I'm taking Carolina plus three. Oh, I, I, I was always going to make this it. my best bet. I mean, this is <laughs> the typical letdown spot for the Lions. This is such a Detroit thing to do. Everybody's eating the cheese. Look, Detroit got so lucky last week with Zach Wilson starting. Okay, they got they got gifted that. There's no way they win that game if Mike White plays. Um, so uh, it's easy to take the points here with Carolina. And Carolina's a lot to play for. If they win out, they win the division because of Tampa's loss last week. They still control their own destiny. So it's not like they're laying down and they're just playing for, for draft picks. I mean, they, they could still legit win this division, get a home playoff game. So um, – I think it's a step up in class for uh, Detroit going up against Carolina's defense. I, Carolina had a bad game last week. I think it was a bad matchup with them against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is pretty solid against the run, and that's what Carolina likes likes to do primarily. But you know, now it's a different story against Detroit. I think Detroit can be had in the running game, and I think they're going to get some stuff going uh, on the ground. And, you know, just set up play action with Sam Darnold. Don't have him win the game. I think they'll play well enough on defense to cover this number. Maybe Detroit wins the game, but I think it's going to be three or less. I think this is a one-point game maybe. It can go either way. This has, like, this has 17-16 or, you know, 20, 21-20 written all over it. So I'm going to take Carolina. really wanted to make it my best bet, but I like something even more. So there you go. Something's got to give here, guys, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, Got a lot of head-to-heads already this week, and week's just getting started for us. I love it. And uh, we're going to go on to the next game. We, uh, I have a feeling that one of you guys is going to have a play in this game, because I definitely do. Uh, Cincinnati at New England. Cincinnati coming off of a uh, nice <laughs> win at Tampa, and then New England, I mean, <laughs> what can that you was say? The, the, the play of the year, watching that live was such an honor. I'm so happy I, I watched it live. You know, like hey, if, you, if you know something catastrophic is going to happen, it takes away from it. Like to just see the play happen in real time is like you. Like I didn't move for like thirty seconds. I was like, "What did I just see? That was amazing." And for it to that happen was, against a Bill Belichick coach team, right? Yeah. Right? What a weird concept, too. Like, what's the concept of running a dive and then two backwards laterals 
to a quarterback. Like, it's so weird. Just not knowing the situation. But, yeah, that, that yeah. pretty much killed uh, New England's playoff, so, playoff hopes. I mean, they still have a shot, yeah. but, I mean, they have to win this game to, uh, yeah. to have a realistic chance. And, ha- but. and how about if you're the Raiders? It winds up in the hands of your best defensive player somehow. Like, what a miracle. It winds up in the hands of Chandler Jones. You know, like – and then, Mac Jones, and then Mac Jones yeah, gets curb stopped. <laughs> oh, that was great man. to see. But hey, uh, oh, with all that goodness. being said, with all that being said, I'm going to take New England plus three. Uh, I really, I really want three and a half here because it really was. I did bet it. At, I actually bet it at four. Uh, but nice. uh, you know, for the pod, we could do three. That's fine because I don't see a three and a half anymore. But uh, I think New England's going to win this game. I think this is the game that Cincinnati kind of lets up. I, it should have been last week if it wasn't for Tampa, you know, turning the ball over. So I think, you know, second straight road game now for Cincinnati, New England coming off of that embarrassing loss. It is still a Belichick coach team. So I think they're going to come out prepped and really angry and aggressive as opposed to just laying down. If it, if it was any other coach, maybe they come out flat, you know, but it is Belichick. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to take three points. Um, New England needs this game. I think Cincinnati could be looking ahead also. They play Buffalo next week, which is a big, big game. So uh, I will take New England and the points, plus three. We got our third head-to-head. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness gracious. I am taking the Bengals minus three. Jeez. Um, Look at all these favorites. I I actually had them at minus three and a half, but – Getting them at minus three is even better. Um, we can do three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Bengals, I mean, they still got the Ravens kind of side by side with them. They can, this is a game they can't let up on. Joe Burrow, I mean, they're looking like they did last last January. Defense is playing to the point where you think, man, they have an underrated defense again. Um, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. He's playing at a high caliber, high caliber elite level. Uh, offense is starting to look healthy again, and I think this is the game where they're going to get Joe Mixon back in back in the mix again. And this is a game that um, I think the Patriots kind of that loss last week I think is going to kind of hang over them and kind of going to have a little hangover for the rest of the year because of that one loss last week. Okay. Alex, please tell me you have a play in this game. I do not have a play in this game. Um, I do not. It would be a lean towards Cincinnati side uh, just because I do believe that once you get into mid-late December and teams start kind of putting it together and get some momentum going, I think you can carry it. Um, You know, Win might be out of New England sales after that game last week. Last week, their season pretty much ended. It's over. It's done. It's put. Um, and look, Cincinnati, man, they're they're really darn good. And that New England defense is not what it was. So I would lean Cincy, um, but not enough conviction to it to play the game. I think there's better better spots on the board this week. Okay. All right. So another head to head with myself and Brian. Uh, <laughs> another interesting game Brian. here. <laughs> And we got Buffalo, who's coming off, uh, you know, eight days rest. They have the extra day of preparation as well. Uh, off their win against the Miami Dolphins in the snow. Uh, but nice big divisional comeback win for them. And then uh, the Bears um, at home again off of a tough loss to Philly. They put a lot into that game, you know. But I, I thought it was pr- pretty encouraging the way Fields played, the way that defense 
played, you know, turning over Jalen Hurts, uh, picking him off a few times. So uh, Chicago was coming off the bye then, so they had two weeks to prepare. And now they, you know, play, played Buffalo in a second straight week. So that is a little bit of a tough spot. Um, do you guys have any opinion on this game? I do have a play in this game, but I want to hear if you guys have anything first. I have a play in this game, too. This is my fifth and final play already. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? You didn't get past 1 o'clock Saturday. <laughs> uh, I like I like the Chicago Bears in this game. Uh, getting what you, you have eight and a half. It's like that's, nine. That's nine. There's a nine out there. We can give you a nine. All right. So I, I like the Chicago Bears plus nine. Uh, I mean, it's kind of just looking at how the Bills have been performing over the last month, month and a half. They're not blowing out. They're not blowing out anyone. They're playing a lot of close games. Josh Allen's still making. A bunch of mistakes. You can see uh, kind of at turn, uh, turning the ball over to the Bears, keeping it within a one-score game. I mean, this game has a close game written all over it. I don't think the Bills' defense, especially without Von Miller, uh, will be able to contain Justin Fields in the pocket. I think Justin Fields is going to be able to run wild a little bit and do just enough to – I mean, the Bills are going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be by – more than two scores, I think a nine-point cover is definitely within the wheelhouse. It is a lot. And, uh, Alex, we can go to you first. Do you have anything on this game? I would say what a what an arc for Brian Campbell. Because I, I bet in mid-October you wouldn't think he was betting on Justin Fields against the Bills. <laughs> so that's you – know, what a, what a character arc to be completed. But – uh you know, we're a low total and a big spread always worries me about the favorite. You know, like they don't expect a lot of points in the game, but they expect all of them to come from one team. Um, you know, Buffalo's playing for that one seed. They're playing hard. Um, Chicago, they're just kind of a you know, wacky team. It's like they're, they get their ass kicked, and then Justin Fields just pulls two magic rabbits out of his ass twice a game, and it's like, oh, well, there's their 14 points. Um, you know, no feel on it either way. The Bills have burned me a ton this year, so I'm not playing them either way until I get a better feel for them. Um, you know, Chicago, like I said, like they're, they're a pretty bad team, but Justin Fields is playing, making some amazing plays week to week, so maybe he does enough to keep it within seven, um, but not enough for conviction either way. Uh, please tell me this is our fourth head-to-head. Oh, man. <laughs> I... I... I'm going to take the points with Chicago. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, okay. I, don't, I don't feel good about it. I really don't. The, for, no, the number one reason I don't feel good about it, I, the, uh, Chicago was a last-minute pick because I can't find anything else I really like this week. But uh, I think the big difference between Buffalo and Philly right now is the ability to stop the run, run defense. Buffalo, top five run defense. Philly ranked 20th in DVOA. And you saw that last week. I mean, Justin Fields cannot be contained. He was unbelievable. Does Buffalo let that happen this week? You know, after Fields had such an amazing game uh, last last Sunday. But, man, like you spoke of, Campbell, but Buffalo has not shown the ability to cover spreads and, and, and get separation in these games. So, I, I have no choice. i got to take the points with Chicago. Is it going to hit? Probably not. Buffalo's probably going to win by two <laughs> touchdowns. But... Uh, <laughs> Because Chicago put so much into that game. You know, they put so much into that game against Philly. Uh, so to, 
to put in that kind of effort, and then you have to come back again the next week at home and go up against Buffalo, who uh, Buffalo who has an extra day of preparation. So everything's kind of pointing to Buffalo, but man, I it's a, it's a lot of points. So but seven seven of the last nine seven of the last nine games for Buffalo has been uh, eight points or under. So I mean they just aren't like like I said they aren't able to extend that extend that lead lately. Like they've been playing these close games, especially and it's not like they've been playing good teams. Like they're playing teams that they're playing down to these teams' levels and. Again, I just see this being kind of a closer game than what should be expected. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, you know, we talked about the Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts matchup from last week, and now, you know, Fields is probably going to be pretty motivated to go up against Josh Allen, who's another you know mobile quarterback. So maybe that's one thing that's going to you know benefit the Bears and and give them a little bit of a boost uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Bears did have a couple injuries in that game last week at the receiver position. Um, Kwame St. Brown, I think, was hurt last week. I think he had a concussion. Not sure if he's going to play. Um, I think Chicago had some injuries on the offensive line as well. Um, I forget who it was. but So they're, they're, they're a little bit banged up. Uh, and I think uh, Chase Claypool didn't practice today. So, uh, you have to be concerned about the you know weapons that Fields has on offense, but uh, besides, I guess we'll wait and see. Besides the Patriots game three weeks ago, Bills haven't covered a spread since week six. That's crazy. Yeah, they're different. I mean, they got there last year without Von Miller, but they definitely uh, uh, have not been as impressive this year. So I guess we'll see. All right, well, let's move on to – a uh, game that probably nobody's going to watch except if you live in Houston, Texas, and that's uh, the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. Unlikely that Ryan Tannehill is going to play based on where this spread is going. It opened at, I think it opened, I know it's showing five and a half, but it actually opened at seven uh, as a Tennessee favorite. Now it's down to three. So that's a Malik Willis line to me. Uh, easy pass for me just because I, I can't trust Willis and Houston is really, really bad. Coming off of two you know, high high effort games. So, I lean Houston in this spot, but uh, they've had some, they've had some success on the road against Tennessee in the past. But it's it's going to be a pass. Uh, do you guys have any play in this game, Campbell? You're done. So, Alex, do you have anything in this game? I do. I have a play in this game. I have oh. Tennessee. I have Tennessee laying the field goal in this game. All right. Actually. So, reason being that Houston coming off two really good efforts, and then Tennessee needs the game, like Campbell said before, they're fighting off Jacksonville with all they got. Um, I like Tennessee in the spot. I think they're better coached. I mean, sure, Malik Willis might be a liability, but is Houston going to slow down Derrick Henry? Or are they going to score a lot on Tennessee's defense? I don't know. Um, you're only laying a field goal. You know, if it was Tannehill, uh, here's what I would say. The spread opened up at around nine. Is Ryan Tannehill worth six points? I don't know if he's worth six points. But I think I'm getting a pretty good number here. You know, lay a field goal. Like Tennessee to win outright. Um, I like them to kind of win by 10, playing for their lives here. So, in a desperate spot against the worst team in the league, I'll take Tennessee. See, I actually, going going into uh, the show today, I had Tennessee as my best bet for this week. And the best bets are off the board. What? Best bet, and then you didn't even play them. Yeah, and as soon as, soon as I heard Malik Willis was coming in, it went from best bet to off the board. I just yeah. cannot trust Malik Willis. 
Um, but I, I'm with you 100%. I, this was a good spot for Tennessee, in my opinion. Houston played two great weeks in a row. And, I mean, with all those injuries, you can't expect them to be able to carry that week to week to week, in my opinion. And the game is just that much more important to Tennessee. I thought this was a perfect spot for Tennessee. Perfect spot to play them, like, as my best bet. But with the quarterback situation now, like, I'm a little iffy because, I mean, you kind of saw earlier in the season how um, Tennessee was with Malik Willis and kind of how the offense just kind of came to a standstill with them a little bit. And can I see that happening again against Houston? Yeah, definitely. Like, you you never know what you're going to get. And that was enough to make me pull them off the board. Yeah, I mean, this Tennessee needs this game because they've been, they have Dallas on deck on a short week. Uh, they play them uh, next Thursday. So, um, well, it Dallas is from, plays a lot of Thursday games, huh? Is that their third one? No, that was Dallas's first. They, they haven't played on Thursday yet. Well, they, uh, did thanks, they did Thanksgiving, and I thought they played the following week, no? Did they? Yeah. <sighs> Not sure, but I mean, Tennessee needs this game, and then they got Dallas, and then they have the, you know, the game that's probably going to decide the division against Jacksonville. So, um, you know, I feel like it's just going to come down to that game against Jacksonville in the last week, regardless. You know, for for ratings wise, and they just they want those divisional games on the line in the last week of the season. So, if you believe in the NFL being fixed, then that game yeah. is going to mean something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, no play uh, from Campbell or I, but Alex has the Titans laying three. So we'll go to the next game, Seattle Seahawks at Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Seattle coming off that loss we spoke about against San Fran. Uh, ten days rest. They played on Thursday. Um, and Actually, nine days. And they're going up against uh, Kansas City coming off of that overtime win against Houston, uh, which I never thought would happen. But uh, Kansas City again. Uh, double-digit favorite. Mahomes has not fared well in this spot. Um, and you're giving Seattle extra rest. Uh, desperate team needs to win this game or at least be competitive in this game to stay in the hunt uh, in the wild card ch- uh, race in the NFC. So my best bet is going to be Seattle plus 10. Easy bet. The, the, this, seems, this seems too easy. I feel like you're going to get a lot of teasers with Kansas City this week, so I will gladly take the 10 points with Seattle, uh, big advantage in yards per play for Seattle on the road versus Kansas City at home. I think Kansas City is just too overinflated right now. Um, they don't deserve to be laying these many points. I think the line should be closer to seven and a half. So you're giving me, you know, two and a half, three extra points uh, with Seattle, a desperate team with extended rest. I will take that every day. Now, you know, Tyler Lockett going to miss this game. That's pretty big. He's had a really good year. But I think they'll find ways in the running game and get DK Metcalf going um, to to stay at least keep this game close and get the cover. Kansas City probably wins, but Seattle's going to cover. So, best bet Seattle plus ten. I mean, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Uh, I had this kind of on my board for quite a while too. Kansas City should not be laying double digits uh, in to many teams, especially teams as decent as Seattle is. I mean, they got uh, – I mean, they're a potential playoff team. Like, I don't see this 
them being that much worse than Kansas City. Kansas City defense kind of not been performing as well as uh, they were in the start of the season, kind of taking the hit there. Mahomes playing a little kind of reckless lately, turning the ball over quite a bit. Uh, I can see definitely Seattle uh, keeping this one close. I mean, Seattle's got a lot more to play for, in my opinion. Um, Kansas City, I mean, Kansas City's still playing for the one seed, but I think Kansas City's kind of locked into just playoff mode right now where Seattle's kind of in crisis mode, trying to making sure they have to win and make the playoffs. So I definitely give it to the more desperate team getting double digits, as you said. Yeah, not sure they're going to win, but like you said, this is a big game for Seattle right now. They're uh, the eighth team in, you know, in terms of playoff positioning, they obviously, uh, but you know, commanders are the seventh seed right now, but they are right on the cusp there in terms of, you know, them, you know, being out of the playoffs with the tough matchup against San Francisco. So if yeah, Seattle wins, got Detroit, you got Detroit coming in from behind you too now on the upswing. Right. Who Seattle owns the tiebreaker over. So it, it cause the head to head matchup. So if Seattle by, you know, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Bigger upsets have happened before. If Seattle wins this game, um, they're almost locked in. Uh, I would have to look at their their uh, final two games to confirm that. But um, I don't think the games are as tough. They have the Jets uh, next week, which might and still the be. And then the Rams. So there you go. If they win both, this game. Both at home. Both at home. So if they get this game, in terms of motivation, you got to think they're going to put out a really good effort because they just totally shit the bed against the Niners last week, and they're getting more rest and more time to prepare. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Seattle plus 10. Alex, anything on this before we go on to Atlanta and Baltimore? No, I mean, Seattle's – you know, that game against Carolina really raised my eyebrows a little bit because, I mean, Carolina just ran five-minute offense to end that game with Power O with uh, Blackshear. Then Seattle got really bullied by the Niners last week. They, they kind of got played off the field. I, I don't know where Seattle is. To me, if you want to be pessimistic about Seattle, you could say they got their 10 good games out of Geno Smith that you can get, and now, you know, the carrots has turned back into a pumpkin with him. Um, but now I'm, I'm kind of off the Seattle train altogether. I think they're going to be the odd team out. I think that last spot is Washington or Detroit. I think Seattle's not, not going not gonna to do it. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, Seattle's definitely a team, um, you know, not trending uh, well right now. No, so. I mean, that, that Carolina game, I, I watched a lot of it. They were, they were bad. I mean, they, it was just power down their throat from the Panthers. I mean, how did that even, happen? Even as bad as, like, I felt like they were against San Fran on Thursday night, I mean, they still kind of outplayed San Fran in the second half of that game to make yeah. it make it a one score game uh, at the end. I mean, they haven't lost by double digits since week uh, out of their seven losses. Only their week two loss against San Francisco was by ten points or more. Like yeah. so, all their losses are one score games. So to be getting ten points, I think, is kind of inflated, in my opinion. Yeah, and and Kansas City on the on the other end hasn't covered in six weeks. You know, the last time they covered was barely against Jacksonville, and that's because Jacksonville missed a field goal in the fourth quarter. So, 
the Chiefs tend to play down to the level of their competition. Some games this year, they, they had a one-point win over, or over uh, Vegas uh, at home. They had a three-point win over Tennessee, who they were – I think they were double-digit favorites in that game as well against Malik Willis. And then um, they, I, know, I know they played the Rams, and they didn't cover that spread. I think they were 17-point favorites in that game. But um, they won 26-10, to 10, uh, the Chiefs did, over the Rams in that game. But the game wasn't as, as far apart as the score might indicate. Uh, and then the Chiefs, you know, they, they let Denver come back after they were blowing him out 34-3 to or whatever it was. So they, And then we saw Houston last week. So they, they tend to play down to their level of competition at times. So um, it is a – you can't say it's a look-ahead spot because Kansas City's final two games are against Denver and, and Vegas, uh, two divisional games. They pretty much, you know, have those locked up. But I think they just play down you know, to their level of competition, especially if the, the teams are mediocre or just, or just, you know, above average. So we shall see. Uh, so we'll go to Atlanta, Baltimore. I don't have an opinion on this game, guys. Again, the total really low, 35 and a half. Is there wind in this game too? I got to look at the wind for this. Well, I mean, Lamar still hasn't practiced. Uh, you got Desmond Ritter playing quarterback in Atlanta. Like, I think it has to do more with the quarterback play than the weather, in my opinion. Yeah. It is at 15, so it's right at that, that threshold where it may or may not have, uh, you know, uh, any bearing on the passing game. But, yeah, I think it's more indicative. Is this a Lamar line, or do you think it's a Huntley line? Um, see, seven and a half, I think, is I think that's on the Lamar line. I think that's way too much to be a Huntley line. My, that's what I think, I think too, too. I think it's too much to be a Lamar line, in my opinion. But yeah, he I, isn't practiced. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely way too much to be a Huntley line. I agree. I mean, yeah, Lamar is not practiced at all this week. He didn't practice today or yesterday. So you you feel comfortable laying seven and a half with Tyler Huntley, and he was limited limited today too with the shoulder injury. So. Um, it's an easy pass for me. I lean Atlanta, but I'm definitely not going to have a play just because Ritter, you know, was he was pretty bad last week. And you can you really expect him to, you know, make a big improvement from week to week? I, I don't know. So easy pass. And then, you know, Baltimore's riddled with injuries at receiver. They lost uh, Devin Duvernay in practice, fractured a, a bone in his foot. So he's out. They they claim Sammy Walk, uh, you know, Watkins. So this, they just have a lot of moving parts. It's hard to kind of depend on them to, to cover this number. And their defense hasn't been playing well either. So uh, easy pass. Any other thoughts in this game before we move on? Because uh, I have a feeling none of us have a play in it. Alex? No, no, I have no play in this game whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. uh, it feels like Lamar is not going to play because it's a couple days out. He's not practicing. Um, and Atlanta's completely folded, so. No, no yeah, I, I, I can't touch a game that's got two backup quarterbacks playing in my yeah. I lean yeah. Atlanta, though. I think it's that's a lot of points, man. I'm shocked it's oh, that, seven. Yeah, 100% if you're going to play, Atlanta's definitely the side. That's crazy. I think maybe that line's an overreaction to the way Ritter played last week because he did not play well. Um, I mean, yeah. Baltimore only put up three points on Cleveland, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. And with with the wind possibly being a factor, you know, can you expect Baltimore to cover this number? No, I don't think Baltimore is very good, even with Lamar. You know, I mean, and they even they Dobbins run for 130 yards last week too, and they still 
only got a field goal on the board. Right. Yeah, it's true. All right, so no opinion on this. We just uh, maybe a, a lean to Atlanta. Uh, we'll go to Washington at San Fran. Uh, we know about you know the Commanders last week, uh, tough loss against the Giants. Now they go on the road against the Niners with extra time to prep. Uh, Niners, you could argue, uh, you know, top one or two uh, uh, team in the NFC. Uh, they're just playing really well on both sides of the ball, playing complimentary football. They're laying seven here. Uh, it opened at six and a half. I, man, this is another tough game because do you want to lay seven with, with Purdy? But Washington is so bad in yards per play on the road. So, uh, man, I, I don't have an opinion on this game. What do you guys think? I have a play in this game. Oh! I have a play. I (laughs) am riding the San Fran Express. They're a team that, to me, is... uh, They're coming together, man. Every time I've watched San Francisco the last three weeks, they're a little bit better. That coach calls a fantastic game for his quarterback. He does not put Purdy in spots to fail. Um, He gets guys open. He schemes them open. Um, the, the thing that scared me about the game was that Washington is so desperate for a win mm. to stay in the hunt. Like they're as desperate as they could be, but so is Seattle, right? And Seattle's better, I think, than Washington on paper and San Fran, I think, you know, put it on them. So I think San Fran's just too good for this team. You look at what the front four for the Giants did last week against Washington. What do you think the front four of the Niners is going to do to them? You know, um, so I'm going San Fran here. Lay the seven. You'll sleep good at night. Yeah, and seven is kind of an iffy, uh, an iffy spread for me, and that was enough to keep them off the board yeah. for me. But I mean, that defense in San Francisco is ridiculous. No, and... I mean, every time they play, it looks like they're the purple people eaters. Yeah, yeah. They look like so. The I don't know how how well Heineke is gonna fare, um, but at the same time, like I can't be buying seven with Purdy right now either uh, against a team that is desperate for a win like Washington is. Yeah, I mean, if there's any team that could upset San Fran, you could argue it's Washington, right? If you look at Philadelphia and their only loss of the season, who would have saw that coming? with the commanders, you know, but the one thing that's keeping me away from Washington in this game is that you're starting to hear some rumblings about Carson Wentz possibly starting again, a quarterback. And I don't think that's going to bode well for Taylor Heineke. I think he's going to press a little bit. He's going up against, you know, probably the top defense in the NFL. Uh, So it's an easy pass. I think San Fran is probably a good teaser leg this week uh, just because I don't want to lay, you know, seven with Purdy, but I, I don't want to go against a des- desperate team with a good defense in Washington. So I, th- I think San Frank could be a decent teaser leg, but uh, no official play. Uh, so we'll move on to uh, what it, at one time is going to be the game of the week until uh, we found out about Jalen Hurts' uh, shoulder injury. So right now the line, you know, Philly at Dallas, it's sitting around five. Uh Unknown if Hertz or Gardner Minshew is going to get the start. The, the line right now obviously says Minshew. Uh, all those sixes are gone. It's kind of tapered back down to that dead zone of five, five and a half. Um, I liked Dallas in a teaser before the Hertz injury, but 
I'm not laying five with this team. Not with how many injuries they have on defense. I do lean Dallas. I wouldn't take Philly in this spot. Um, just with how Dallas blew that game last week, I think they come out motivated this week. Uh, kind of, uh, kind of the same way they did against Green Bay after they blew that lead. The, the next week they come out and and you know put on a good performance. Um, so I lean Dallas, but I'm not going to lay those points. And then you know, obviously Philly has a lot to play for too. With they can lock up the division on the number one seed tomorrow. So uh, pass, just a lean to Dallas. What do you guys got? I have a best bet in this game, Chet. Oh boy. A best bet. I know where I'm you're going. going. Oh, Dallas, you're going Dallas. I'm not going Dallas. There. What? Going with the Philadelphia Eagles in this game. Wow. I I plus know. Five. I follow. I follow, plus five taking the points. You're taking the best team possibly in all of football. Plus five feels like a game where the Eagle defense is going to try to carry the load. Who's the other thing that's kind of hidden is that Jalen Hurts might play in this game. Like I'm following a lot of Philly stuff because um. I like to troll Philly fans with how good the Mets are, and you're really starting to get the vibe. And Sirani hinted today that Hurts is playing Saturday, so if you can get him at five, get him today because that line's going to plummet right back down. Um, but Philly's a great team. I mean, they're they're really good. Um, Dallas, I think their defense just isn't what it was the first half of the year. Um, and offensively, I think the Eagles will do enough to slow them down. Um, you know, you started to see the pressure get to Dak a little bit. Now the steals out with the ACL. Um, so I'm going Eagles here. I think you're, you're going to see a motivated Dallas team, but Philly, I just think is better. I think Philly and the Niners are on a collision course in the NFC. And I think as, as December is rolling on, Dallas is starting to become the clear, like third best team in that group. And I think Philly takes this one. So this kind of is indicative to me at least, on um, what kind of coach Sirianni is going to be. Like, by all accounts, Philly, really, this game really doesn't matter in Philly. Like, Philly has the division pretty much locked up. They pretty much only need to win one or one of the three to lock up the one seed. Um, so this really isn't a game that Philly needs to win. They should sit Hurts at least for the week, get him fully healthy again. But Hertz is also a front runner for MVP. If he misses this game, he's probably going to be kissing his MVP uh, award goodbye too. So, like, is, is he is Sirianni going to put the team first or is he going to put Hertz first in his quest to be MVP of this league? And that's kind of what I'm looking to see um, if Hertz comes out to play or not. Yeah, and if he doesn't play, we, we've talked about previously in the podcast about the injured player theory, right? The first game for Minshew coming in after starting quarterback is out. That kind of makes other aspects of the team step up their game, special teams, defense, uh, running game, uh, offensive line. So maybe you get a better performance from Philly uh, in those aspects. So that's enough to kind of keep me away. You know, if, if Dallas would have won last week, I would, I would love Philly in this spot. And Philly's been hearing nothing for the past two weeks, but about how um, how what's his name on Dallas uh, talking about how Philly's not good and um, is that Parsons? Yeah, part Michael Parsons. Yeah, Michael yeah. Parsons talking crap about how Philly's not good and all this trash talk, and then they go out and lay dud last week. Um, it's like. 
try to worry about your own team, not looking ahead to the Philly game. But at the same time, like, I think Philly's going to try to kind of put him in his place also. I mean, if, if you look at Minshew's career stats, uh, they are not bad at all. I mean, I'm just looking at his career stats here. Let me see if I can find them. But it just generally, uh, when he played with Jacksonville, uh, you know, uh, completion percentage well over 65. Uh, I'm trying to find his career stats right now. Here we go. So he, he started with Jacksonville in 2019. Um, touchdowns. He's had 41 touchdowns and only 12 picks. I mean, that's an excellent touchdown interception ratio. Um, in terms of completion percentage, it's 63.2. Uh, so if you need a guy to come in for a game or two, he's your man. You don't want him starting a full season. Uh, he hasn't ever started a full season in the NFL. He started 14 games with uh, Jacksonville in 2019. That's the most he's ever started. And then he played nine games and four games in 2020 and 2021, respectively. Um, and then he had a few spots uh, for in 2022 uh, for uh, during blowouts. So, um you know, if he, he's the guy to come in and, and, and put up some points and kind of depend on other aspects of uh, the team to put up, you know, a good performance, he's your man, you know. So I see where you're coming from, Alex, but it just kind of cancels that without desperate Dallas could play this week because all they've heard about this week is how they they blew a 17-point lead. You know, um, they, they can't finish games, you know, and that's typically when Dallas comes out and plays better, uh, especially Dak. So, and you know, I'm not a fan of Dak. So that's why I think it might be a bigger game for Dallas based on what you said, Campbell, with how Philly really doesn't need this game. Um, so that's kind of why, why I lean Dallas. But I like neither the much more Dallas te- minus neither one. Team, neither team needs it. Dallas is pretty much what they're going to be, and so is Philly, right? Like Dallas is pretty much going to be the three. Philly's yeah, they could the lose one. out, though. I mean, if they lose to Philly, then they play at Tennessee, which might not be easy if Tannehill comes back. And then they play the at the Commanders, um, mm. which that might be a game that they need, you know. And you know, division games are always tight, so I think Dallas does need this game. But I liked it at minus one, not minus five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. So the value's gone. So uh, it's past. How many games am I at, uh, Camby? Yeah, we're all. We're all yeah, we all have all five. We got everything. All right. Yeah. Ha- have a good night, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, based on the next game, you know, we definitely want to put our condolences out there to the family of Franco Harris. That's an untimely death. Obviously, you know, we don't want anybody to ever die, but, you know, for it to come this soon before he was going to be inducted into uh, the Ring of Honor, I believe, for Pittsburgh, uh, they were going to – no, they were going to retire his jersey at halftime. Just, you know, really, really tough. And the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. celebrating. It's almost like Ultimate Warrior-esque. You know, with how he passed, you know, the the day after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, just yeah, it's just weird stuff happens, you know, with uh, you know, ceremonies and emotional stuff like this. But I mean, that's that's why I think they, I, I know that's why they kept this game in this slot for for the Sunday night game, uh, with the 50th anniversary of, of the immaculate reception. So, uh, no real no real opinion on this game. I mean, you might get Pittsburgh coming out firing with you know, obviously with the news of Franco Harris. But uh, I, I lean Vegas in this game still. Uh, much better in yards per play. Both teams coming off a win. Tough to back Vegas, though, coming off that emotional win, you know, with a game they probably shouldn't have won. Uh, 
But I do lean Vegas in this game just based on yards per play uh, versus Pittsburgh. But uh, no opinion. What do you guys got? I, I, I also Pittsburgh or on anyone. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, I lean Pittsburgh a little bit um, just because, uh, you know, their defense is flying around. Defense is pretty healthy. So I think they'll be able to slow down Jacobs enough. They'll slow down the Raiders enough. They could turn them over. It feels like the kind of game where, you know, like a Steeler defense is just going to turn that offense over a few times and, and beat them. Um, you know, Christmas Eve at night, no chance players want to play in that game. So the Steelers are probably going to play angry. Um, there is a thought. Oh, I meant to bring this up at the beginning. There is a stat that road teams on holidays overperform in the NFL. Have you heard that stat, guys? I have not. Yeah, it's like they're sixty-four percent or something. Like something crazy against the spread when the road team travels. So it's like the road team won't be with their family. They got to leave. They're a little bit more focused and locked in than the home team is, and they really perform well. I meant to say that, damn, at the start of it, but uh, okay, I'm sure our loyal listener is still listening to us. But uh, <laughs> still gonna go Pittsburgh. Um, I just love I love the matchup of the defense against the Raiders' offense. I think they're gonna. Do enough to sack them, fumble them, turn them over, and win the game. I, okay. I leave Vegas. I think I think Vegas has. I I know Kenny Pickett is scheduled to come back, but I think Vegas has too many weapons on offense compared to Pittsburgh. Uh, I think Vegas is going to win this one outright. Okay, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Vegas wins this game too. Um, as bad as that. Vegas defense is you're not going up against a high powered offense and Pittsburgh and, you know, Kenny Pickett coming off of the concussion um, and, you know, he's banged up. So maybe he comes out a little bit, a little bit flat. So I lean Vegas too, but um, we'll go to the uh, Christmas day slate, the triple header, man. What, what we got some barn burners on Christmas day. These, these are great games, guys. <laughs> we'll start with probably the most intriguing game, which is green Bay and Miami because green Bay has got to win out to even have a shot at the playoffs. Um, and they are four-point dogs at Miami. There's a couple three-and-a-halves out there. Miami coming off that tough loss to Buffalo, uh, extra day of rest, and then Green Bay is coming off of a short week, right? They played on Monday. So a little bit of a tough spot for the Packers. Um, no real opinion. I think the line is kind of right where it should be. Maybe it should be closer to three-and-a-half, three. Um but I, I have no opinion in this game. I, I, I think it's gonna I think this game's gonna land on three. I just don't know which team's gonna win. Um but yeah, no opinion, no opinion on the total or anything. What do you guys got? I lean the Dolphins. I think that the Dolphins are good. I think the Dolphins are gonna kinda use their speed to go over the top of Green Bay. Uh, I don't see Green Bay's offense being able to keep pace with uh, Miami, but it's it's a very light lean in my opinion. Alex, um, I had no play in the game. I I would have leaned Green Bay a little bit just because I think matchup wise, um, you know Rodgers has kind of been unlucky with weather a little bit and defenses he's faced. Miami's a bad defense and it's outdoors. You could see that offense picking it up a little bit. That A.J. Dillon injury might hurt. I don't know if he's going to play or not, but he did have a concussion. Um, huge over-under total by today's standards, right? I mean, it's almost 50. So this is almost the biggest uh, 
biggest over under of the week, and it's uh, only four. So they're expecting a bit of a shootout in that game. So um, I would lean Aaron Rodgers to win that one just a little bit, but um, you know Miami's probably a better roster, so you know I stayed away. Yeah, we. I mean, we spoke about how the Green Bay needs this game. If they lose this game, they're eliminated. But Miami hanging on to that seventh seed right now at eight and six with, you know, New England, the Jets, uh, hanging right behind them. Uh, so they need this game to kind of stay slotted in that seventh seed, um, especially if the Patriots and or the Jets win their games. Uh, then I would need to look at the tiebreaker situation. I think uh, the Jets Ooh, beat Miami. Yeah. yeah, they beat Miami. Uh, they play again one more time, right? Yeah. Yeah, they play in Miami, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, we the Pat- the, I think so. And then Miami, I think, is the head-to-head over New England. Or did they split? I'm not sure. I know Miami beat them week one, but I'm not sure if they played in New England. I don't think they did. Miami still has to play the Jets and the Patriots, I think. So, um, yeah, a lot on the line there in the, a- in the uh, AFC's wild card aspect of it. But uh, both teams have something to play for, so – Will be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Denver, the Rams, guys. What can you say? Another mid thirties total. Uh, Denver, a two and a half point favorite against Baker Mayfield. Uh, looks like Russell. This line says Russell Wilson is probably going to be back for Denver. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, I lean Denver uh, just because of their defense, but. Um, I just can't back either team in this spot, but I do lean Denver to cover the uh, two and a half. What do you guys got? I have absolutely no play. Broncos have burned me enough times this season that I want nothing to do with any of their games one way or the other. Um, Rams are not a team that I'm going to be willing to back either. Um, What a bad game. Just two bad teams that I probably don't even want to watch the game at all. <laughs> think about when the NFL – think about, you know, how the NFL slotted this game. They're like, oh, man, we got the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos, <laughs> AFC title contenders against the Super Bowl champs. Both teams eliminated from the playoffs. Doesn't mean anything. Two months together. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's amazing how so many of these primetime games, you look at the matchups and they go – and you think, wow, the NFL really got a lot of teams wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's so much parity this year and so and so much turnover and surprise. So uh, that's definitely one of those situations. And you could argue the next game, Tampa at Arizona. I mean, Arizona, um, they did not make the playoffs last year, but they were much better last uh, yeah. this year for obvious reasons. And then the Bucks. I mean, they've totally just uh, crumbled at uh, six and eight, but still leading their division. Uh, so uh, Tampa obviously has a lot more to play for to stay ahead in that division. And then Arizona is probably two games away from firing their head coach. Uh, so no opinion. Colton Coy's out too. Colton Coy's out. Yeah, so they're starting Trent, whatever his name is, Trent uh, Trent Green, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Trent Green, McSorley. <laughs> McSorley. Chase McSorley. Chase McSorley. Chase McSorley. I think Tampa's probably a good teaser uh, leg this week, but I can't can't trust Tampa, man. I mean, they do dumb things. They turn the ball over. Brady's not playing well. uh, So it's an easy pass for me. I just lean Tampa and a teaser. There's no way I'm laying seven and a half with Tampa. So that's all I got. What do you guys got? I mean, that line is too big to 
trust a player, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's another game. You got two really bad teams that you can't really trust either one to um, be enough to want to make a play on either side. Yeah, didn't Tampa lose as uh... – were they like ten point favorites uh, against PJ Walker on the road? They lost the game outright. Yep. Yeah. So you can't trust Tampa. I mean, they haven't progressed since that game. They're just as bad. They did show some good things last week against Cincinnati before they turned it over. I mean, they went up seventeen nothing against a good team in Cincinnati. So that maybe they could you know have that feather in their cap, but you just can't trust them week to week. Alex, what do you got? I mean, Arizona is. Might be the worst. Arizona might be what the Giants were last December. So they might be one of the worst teams in all of football right now. Um, but Tampa Bay's making so many mistakes, not playing well. You know, hard to have any feel for it. But man, Arizona looks so bad, so bad. Um, but again, whenever there's a low over under and a huge number, I'm always a little wary. So I stayed away. Okay. If you're still in uh, survivor pools, I mean, Tampa's probably a good bet this week uh, if you haven't used them yet. But uh, we'll go to Monday. Uh, I feel like there's a game every day this week and next week. Um, Another uh, amazing matchup that so many eyes are going to be on. Uh, L.A. Chargers, who were pretty much locked in to make the playoffs uh, at Indianapolis, coming off the the worst comeback in NFL history. how ironic is it that, uh, you know, the team that fired Frank Reich ends up giving up the biggest comeback and breaking Frank Reich's record in the playoffs against uh, the Houston Oilers? That was uh, very ironic. But um, I think we've also learned a good lesson to not just pull somebody from, you know, um, ESPN or, you know, talk show sports and make him a head coach, even if the name is Jeff Saturday. Uh, <laughs> so I think that uh, ship has sailed for sure. Uh, no opinion on this game. I think it, I think the spread is kind of too high, but um, I, I I just can't back Indy in this spot. Uh, Nick Foles. I mean, maybe that is an upgrade from Matt Ryan. Maybe it isn't. Um, and then you know, obviously, Indy is Indy still is a decent defense. So um, maybe they they put up a fight here. But um, I think this line probably is right where it should be. Maybe it should be closer to three and a half, but. Chargers win, but in Indy probably covers, but I'm not gonna put my money on this game. What do you guys got? I mean we talked I mean we mentioned last week how Indy just kind of plays close games. Like they play teams tough. Uh they should have destroyed the Vikings. I don't know if going to Nick Fold at this point is the right move in my opinion. I think that's a move that possibly I mean can you blame Matt Ryan for the loss last week? Like that feels like a move that like you're gonna lose a locker room with, in my opinion. Um, and I like what I'm seeing out of the Chargers, so I definitely would definitely lean Chargers. Uh, I think, in my opinion, just because I think Indianapolis kind of has tanked it in, they're, they're done, in my opinion. Alex, what do you got? Oh, I agree. I'm I'm with the Chargers on this game. Um, you know, Colts are – the Foles move is weird. Uh, but in the – like, you know, after last week, I don't see the Colts really getting up for another game this year. I think they're about to go into the tank. 
I think after last week it's cemented they're not going to keep Jeff Saturday anyway. So I could see the team just kind of phoning in the last three weeks of the year, starting with this one. The Chargers are more talented anyway. So, so if there's one thing interesting about this game that we can go over, there is a scenario where the Colts can make the playoffs at four, nine, and one. Are you ready to hear? <laughs> sure. No, absolutely not. Here we go. <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be winning the division. With that. How bad that division is. So the Jets have to beat the Jaguars this week. Okay. The Texans have to beat the Titans. Okay. And the Colts have to win out, period. So they have to win this week, obviously. Okay. So that's week 16. Then you go to week 17. The Titans have to lose to Dallas. Okay. Houston has to beat Jacksonville. Okay. The Colts have to beat the Giants. Okay. Okay, so last week of the season, the only two things that have to happen then, the Colts have to beat Houston in Indy, and then the Jaguars have to beat the Titans, and the Colts win the division at 7-9-1. and one. Wow, okay. So they just need 10 results to happen in the NFL exactly <laughs> how they need. That's it. Got that's it. it. So that, it. Would, that would be hilarious. Uh, I mean, yeah, in typical Colts fashion, too, like, None of those results happen, and then they're going to lose to Texans in the last week. Yeah, and they played so many games that they could have won too. They they played a lot of tight games this year that could have gone either way. I mean, no, don't look further than last week. You know, so we shall see. Like I think back to the game against the Commanders where they lost by one score. Uh, you know, they they uh, they had that tie against Houston, which obviously would change things. Um, they lost the Eagles by one, um, you know, and obviously last week. So, you know, you look at three, four games that could have, you know, changed the uh, trajectory of their season. But you are what your record says you are, right? Right. Yeah. So that is week 16 in the NFL. I mean, we can go over teasers now. So if you guys have those ready, um, we could start with uh, Campbell first, if you're ready. Yep. I'm going to take – I'm going with two underdogs that I think are good chance are going to win outright. Um, Jaguars tomorrow night, plus two. I'm going up to plus eight. Uh, mentioned earlier, the Raiders, I think, are going to beat the Steelers outright, too. They're at plus two. Get them at plus eight. Uh, nice little two-team six-point teaser. Right Whoa, there. look at Wong. Wong <laughs> has made an appearance on the pod. Alex, what do you think about that? Stuck my wong, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear your uh, non-wong teaser that didn't hit last week. I would like to go to the under of the Giants-Minnesota, going to 54. <laughs> I'll take the under there. Don't laugh at my bets. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I will take Philadelphia plus 11 will be the play. That is about as non-Wong as you can get. There you go. <laughs> there, there it is. All right, so I'm going to stick with uh, the Wong format. I'll take Carolina. I'll bump them up to plus nine. And then I'll bump the, bump the Saints up to plus nine, too. So with that low total, I, I don't think Cleveland could get separation on offense. So give me the Panthers and the Saints in a six-point teaser. And then we have it. Week 16. Anything... Jump out to you for week 17. Let me look, man. Week 17 here. Yeah, you got to bring that up, too. 
Oh, I got one. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, I got one. Oh, I mean, I'm going to go to my team, of course, and say, why are the Giants only laying three in this game? Vegas continues to underestimate the Giants. They're going to defeat the Colts next week off a short week for the Colts. Um, I love the Giants in that game. That's the Giants' playoff game. That's their Super Bowl. That's their everything against a team that's kind of lost at sea. No Jonathan Taylor, backup quarterback, on the road, tough environment. Take the Giants there. That is really short, man. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. It's it's almost scary short where it's like I can't can't touch it. But they've been doing that that to the Giants all year. Like the Giants were almost six-point dogs last week, and they wound up winning by eight. You know? That's true. Yeah, maybe it's just the market hasn't figured them out yet. They yeah. are kind of de- they are kind of defying the stats because stat wise they're not the best. But sometimes those teams just overcome stats by you know getting turnovers and having the ball bounce their way. I look at that uh, Saints Eagles line and that line says to me Gardner Minshew. You know, for them yeah. to be only laying five and a half, so that tells me that Vegas thinks this Jalen Hurts injury is a little bit more long term. Maybe he he misses the the last. Uh, or the next two weeks, and then if they don't have it locked up, you know, maybe he starts that last game. Or if they do have it locked up, maybe they have him play, you know, maybe a quarter or a couple series just to make sure he's not so rusty, you know, taking a month off. Yeah. Uh, but that line says to me, Gardner Minshew is going to get second straight start. Uh, Campbell, anything jump out to you? Yeah, uh, interesting. The Packers are kind of a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite against the Vikings. Um in that one. And then the other one that was, I mean, again, Kansas City, I feel like is being completely overvalued. Another double-digit favorite next week against Denver. Um, Kansas City, again, just hasn't shown me anything to be a double-digit favorite. And I think they're just completely overvalued by Vegas right now. Yeah, man. I mean, Mahomes has not been has not fared well as a double-digit favorite, especially at home. So, definitely see where you're coming from there. Um, looking at matchups that have a lot of meaning, uh, some divisional games. Carolina at Tampa is a big game. That's really going to determine probably who wins that division. So, um, Tampa laying a hefty seven there. Do they, I don't know if they deserve to be laying seven against anybody. Jet Seattle is going to be an elimination game. Yeah, that's very true. Good looking, games next week. Yeah, this slate isn't good matchup-wise, but I'm glad there are just a lot of games on, which is cool, and we get them a, a day earlier. Yeah. You know, But the, I'm glad that actually the games are kind of crappy on Christmas Day because people could actually spend time with their families and do stuff that's actually important. So that's good, you know? So um, the, this, you know, the meat of the schedule is definitely on that Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Um, but that should be it. I'm looking at any other games. Miami, New England is going to have a lot on the line in terms of a wild card. Miami, two-and-a-half-point road favorite at New England, um, which is interesting to me because if you look at the line this week, the Bengals are laying three. So they're telling you that the Bengals are only a half-point favorite than the Dolphins right now. Um, Vegas loves Miami. Vegas love Miami all year. Yeah, I mean, since he's been getting a lot of uh, respect in the market, so I'm surprised that this line isn't closer to a pick. Good Monday night game, Buffalo-Cincinnati. 
that's a huge one. And Buffalo, the road favorite. Oh my yeah. goodness, they are begging us to tease Cincinnati. Wow, and Tampa, Tampa again, overvalued. A full touchdown over Carolina, and after Carolina kind of blew their doors off the first time around, they couldn't even cover his ten point favorites against Atlanta. Tampa at home with Marcus Mariota, the guy that walked out in his own team. Yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I would definitely look at Carolina there. But um, if you guys don't have anything more to add, we will call it a night. And we are only three days away, really two and a half days away from the Saturday day slate. And uh, do you guys have anything anything to add before we call it a night? Yeah. Well, happy uh, Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, it's after midnight, so go Jets today. Huh. Get back in that playoff race. Big game, big game. All right, guys. Well, that is it for us. Oh, and, Jet- and screw Alex. We're in screw Alex week. So. <laughs> screw Alex. Is that about fantasy football? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we got a semifinal matchup this week. Okay, yeah, and good luck to all the fantasy football uh, players out there. I'm in the semifin- semifinals too, so a lot of bragging rights on the line. Uh, no money for my league, but I'm sure you guys put put a certain amount of money on, on yours, right? Some yeah. shekels. Some shekels are on the line, yeah. Faux shekels. All right, go Seattle plus 10. I already have a four-figure bet on them. That's <laughs> me. Oh, yeah, we will see you next week on Bet with Chet, though, regardless of the outcomes on Saturday. And if yeah. you have, if you guys don't have anything else to add, um, we will see and you. As always, these these results are posted on Twitter, so check us out uh, at Bet with Chet BC. So our plays our plays are there every week. So. Yeah, and I can't wait until uh, we hear the news that Geno Smith uh, sprained his MCL in practice tomorrow, so he's not going to be playing on Saturday. And then that'll screw up everything. Great. Uh, but th- that's the risk you take. Maybe we should start doing the pod on Saturday night. What do you think? Yeah, sounds like a great way to spend our Saturday night's check. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where, where are you going to go? You still go to the bars? You still go to uh, New Brunswick? Where you go? No, I was no, in. Uh, I was in. I was in Pandora this past Saturday. It was great. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we were just on PlayStation Network this past Saturday playing Madden together. Oh no, I was I was an avatar, bro. You guys want to get a game in? No, exactly. Me. <laughs> Four and zero, oh, baby. All right. Well, speaking of uh, going undefeated, let's hope that we have uh, much better outcomes this week with our picks. I mean, something's got to give because we got a bunch of head heads. So yeah, I got three three head heads with you just this week. <laughs> yes, sir. Post that up on Twitter, and uh, we'll get this pod posted up by uh, tomorrow with the latest. And we will see you next week for week 16 or week 17, right? On Bet with yep. Shit. Have a good night. Yeah.